This is a Black Girl Nerds podcast extra. Cynthia from Black Girl Nerds attended a recent press event for Two Dope Queens. If you haven't heard about Two Dope Queens, let me fill you in. This is a new podcast featuring Jessica Williams from The Daily Show and also Phoebe Robinson, who's a comedian and also a consultant on Broad City. On the podcast, Two Dope Queens, Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams, along with their favorite comedians, explore stories about sex, romance, race, and their hair journeys, as well as living in New York City. The show is recorded in Brooklyn, which is their hometown, and they discuss in this recent press conference that took place their journey with Two Dope Queens, why it got started, how it got started, and Cynthia had a couple of questions from our outlet Black Girl Nerds asking about the new podcast. Go to wnyc.org forward slash shows forward slash dope queens. That is where you can listen to all their episodes. Their first episode just dropped today. They drop every Tuesday and they're produced again by WNYC Studios. So take a listen to this press conference. It's really funny. I love them. There was a Daria reference mentioned and they first said that their podcast was going to be called Blaria. So that in itself was enough to sell me on checking out these ladies. So again, listen to Two Dope Queens press conference attended by Cynthia of Black Girl Nerds. Enjoy. Welcome Phoebe and Jessica. But I like sort of already knew who she was because I had, you know, Facebook is always suggesting people. And I was like, ooh, what's the deal? And then I saw that she was like a comedian and she was really funny. And she did UCB. Like we both did UCB and she had like a white bay um, yes. at the time. So I was like, ooh, like who's this? We have so much in common. Um, yeah. And so when she was like, hi, I'm Phoebe, I was like, I know who you are. Um, and I was like, that's creepy. Give me your hair. And uh, yeah, we like, she. I always said, she's been doing stand-up for a really long time, and I always said that I wanted to try stand-up. Um, yeah. 
and she invited me to co-host her Blaria show with her, just yeah. for funsies. Yeah. So I co-hosted her Blaria show, and it's Blaria, which stands for Black Dawn. It's a blog that I had uh, that I was doing for like three years until I like started getting paid work, and I was like, peace out, bro. <laughs> uh, but so that was a, a blog where I wrote about like race, gender, pop culture stuff, uh-huh. and then since I did stand-up, I was like, I should just do a Blaria stand-up show and have different comics on, like people of color, gay people, women, all the kind of stuff you don't see on a typical stand-up show. Yeah, and, and I think we sort of like intersected, because I know for my daily show stuff, that's those are kind of issues that I like to cover as well. So naturally, we sort of kind of, our interests crossed. And so we co-hosted the show two years ago, and it was just like a really good day. It was, your, it was, it was right around your birthday. Happy day. It was really cute. Uh, and uh, we just really hit it off on stage. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, you know when you go like on an awesome first date, and you're like, we're going to fuck yeah. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was like that my success part. I'm so sorry, Dean. You're like, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be with WNYC. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect fit. It's a good brand. Yes. <laughs> working yeah. together and yeah. hosting this show together and it's just like it got better and better and every time and we just we don't prepare anything we just go up on stage and we talk about our week sometimes we will keep stuff from each other where we'll be like oh I have something just happened and I'm not going to tell you until I'm on stage and just like save it for stage yeah <laughs> and uh yeah we talk about all kinds of stuff like uh dating yeah Racist um, cab drivers. Uh, politics lately, like the election. Like Marco Mallory. Oh, Marco Mallory wanted to like hook up with him. Um, <laughs> oh lotion is a huge. We like, love talking about lotion. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty standard. Yeah, that's like every episode. Um, <laughs> like, hey, do you have lotion? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just we love talking about everything. Um, well, what? <laughs> we want to set the mood. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. That's okay. I kind of like it. Yeah, we also plan this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, we're gonna trap, this is the perv. We're yeah. gonna trap you in here. Yeah. Oh. And whoever yeah. makes it alive, like, you need to learn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, uh, so we're really excited to do Two Dope Queens. Um, what we love about it is that there are so many, uh, a lot of our friends are on the show. Um, we do, we have storytelling and we have stand up. And uh, a lot of the stand-ups and storytellers are, we always try to have women of color represented. We try to have people of different genders, um, orientations, yeah. uh, just races. We try to have that on every show. Yeah, because there's so much, doing, doing stand-up in uh, New York for like the past eight years, there's like just so many shows where it's like a bunch of like white dudes with beards and then me, or like they never put more than one black woman on the show, they never put more than one gay person on the show. Yeah. And we're just like, this is, there's so many talented people in the city that don't get an opportunity to perform because people are, like just don't think about them, which is like, how can you not yeah. think about other people outside of yourself? And so we just always made a thing where it's like, no, we're going to represent like the full scope of New York comedians. Yeah, so. and it's cool because that, it shows in the content and like the stories and the stand-up bits that we have on our podcast. Um, I think they're so different. And what I like about it is that Oftentimes, I feel like as a person of color, you are the one black person in the room, um, and I think that's in different fields. But for our show, like people get to be the stars of their own stories, and they yeah. get to be the stars of their own stand-up. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to give give our friends and a lot of people of color and of different orientations an opportunity to speak for themselves and be sort of the main character as opposed to like a side 
character yeah. or supporting character. And we feel like WNYC has, like, represent, like, it has, like, an edge to it that I think works well with us. Yep. And they've just been so supportive throughout the whole process and encouraging us to just kind of be our most selves instead of like dulling the edges and trying to fit in with whatever box like people are used to. Yep. And when we first started talking about, a, I think we did like a just a random storytelling show, and it was just such a great crowd. And we're like, oh, we should capture this for people who can't come to the show if they don't like live in New York. And we were just automatically like, WNYC is the place for this podcast. Yeah. And yeah. So. And no, seriously, like I, that's what I love about WNYC already. And they were the first people and the only people <coughs> that we met with. Yeah. Uh, just because their content is, it's really New York. And um, I listen to it every morning. And I love that our podcast feels very Brooklyn. And so to be able to give that to, you know, Everybody across the country, yeah. hopefully, yeah, was of course. really amazing. Across the world, and it really means a lot to us that <laughs> it really means a lot to us that the show is in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, that's a big part of it. We both live in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, we've lived there for a few years, and um, it's I, nice. I'm to, going on fifteen. Get out of here! Yeah, I lived here when I was uh, seventeen. Wow, um, strength. I I started out living in Bed-Stuy so it was like my parents were like what the fuck Uh, I went to to Pratt Institute yeah Yeah. so that's why I came out here and then I stayed and pursued comedy Uh, but yeah we like the Brooklyn aspect of it we felt like WNYC is like was into that vibe and they wanted to support us in fostering that and they love all the comics that we book and they're, they're just all about our message so we just it just feels like a perfect marriage that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny too because uh, they are like a lot of people that that work. They're all like white, but right. they still really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they always, like, did you um, like? Did you catch everything? Did you get all the things we're talking about? Should we have said that? Yeah, um, sorry, during the podcast. But yeah. it's cool. It's funny. Yeah. That means that like our podcast resonates with people. Like it doesn't. It's not just. It is definitely like for us, like our people, but, um, <laughs> but also it resonates across all races. Right, right. And people that come to our show, we like it's so multicultural. It's like yeah. a beautiful mix. Yeah, such different chocolates and vanilla. Yeah, different age groups. Cacao. It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I don't I know. Our podcast. I, I love our podcast. I love you. Oh, it's just too. been really good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, we fucking rule, so yeah. that's like... <laughs> and we have fun like, doing it. Um, yeah. And we want you guys to come to our show. Yeah, so if you haven't yet, which, like, tisk tis, Like, come on. Um, <laughs> let us know, we'll put you on the guest list, and you can, like, hang out. We and, know a person. Yeah. Okay, you in. Yeah. <laughs> and you come hang out and watch our show, and then we, like, go upstairs and, like, hang out and play bocce ball, like, super hipster. Yeah, it's at, it's at Union Hall, and so there's always, like, a bunch of bros playing... Shows, but we just felt like our voice 
and what we do wasn't like in the landscape yet and so we just felt like it why not put it out there and yeah and there's also something really cool I think that we've talked about from time to time about radio and like podcasts as a format like there's something very um, classic and vintage to it it's just always been around so putting that in podcast form I think is a really cool way to experiment with that like we've been talking about putting together like a cool comedy album like a sort of just pure, just our voices, like doing bits and things like that, just to sort of kick it old school yeah. and do just like audio content. It's really cool. Yeah, and you can carry it around with you wherever. Yeah, that that like one of my favorite things about I like fall asleep to podcasts. Like it just feels like a very intimate and like I feel like you get to know people what? in a real what way. What podcast are you following? <laughs> Sometimes Alec Baldwin's because his voice is so serious. It is. And I'm it like, is. hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little like sexy too. Yeah, it's like, oh, what up? If you that's a very that's a very single thing to do. Right. <laughs> okay. I am very, very single. Thank you. I'm single AF. And um, so I like to fall asleep to podcasts and just feel like soothed and like. You know, like I'm in like a blanket. I do love Alec Baldwin. I'm not afraid to say it. Um, So yeah, I like that intimate experience, and I feel like if we're in people's homes and lives, they they get to know us in like a real way, and they can connect with us. And um, we've done shows where like black women come up afterwards, just be like, "You're saying like everything that I say with my girlfriends," and I feel like that's the point. That's the whole point. Hi. Hello. Um, my name is Cynthia. I was Black Girl Nerds. Thank I you. I love you here, too. Oh, wait. Did you uh, send me a message on Twitter today? Yes. I totally forgot to bring you back. It's okay. It's cool, Today is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. You guys making this work really well. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about is the fact that you are two Black women in the comedy scene, but not just comedy, but also in the entertainment business. And now you're going into another field of entertainment. So... How do you find ways to bridge the gaps? Because now you're touching media everywhere. So how do you find ways to bridge the gaps and kind of bring all of it together? Mm, good question. Yeah, I I guess I just kind of like just do whatever like feels good to me, and like it kind of all works together. Like working with her makes my stand up better, and okay. uh, me too. You know, <laughs> yeah, and like you know, writing like helps me like when I'm on stage with her. So I just feel like it's all like it all works in tandem with each yeah. other, yeah. and I don't like set out to make it work that way. I just think it's all about just cultivating and developing my comedic voice even more. Yeah, because we're still artists, so I think it's yeah. hard to. Um, consciously sort of keep all those separate. They all yeah. just bleed into each other. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Taryn from Huffington Post. I spoke to you two last oh, year. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, hey. about hi. <laughs> that article, some white dude, like, oh my God. Did, did he get on face? He was just like... There's always one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, for no reason. Right. He was like, he was like, well, Oprah made it. And I'm like, my, yeah. Oh my gosh. We realized that though with this podcast after release, like, we're like, I feel like that's mm-hmm. gonna happen a lot, right? With the content of this podcast, like, yeah. I think, but hurt white dudes, yeah, it's gonna be like, but hurt white dudes dot tumblr dot com. Waiting for it, see you there, yeah. Sorry, you had a question, no, anyway, you like hit a trigger, like, you should have said piggybacking off of that like you're creating this platform to expose more uh, comedians of color and more comedians from just a diverse backgrounds you know so what are you hoping that like mainstream um, comedy outlets learn from the 
the source that you're creating. That um, we're the stars of our own stories, yeah. and that we like are we're the main we're main characters of our stories, and we are not just like there's always that stereotype I think in television where it's like a black lady who's always telling like a white dude like Patrick Dempsey like you need to get it together like yeah. we, can do, <laughs> we can do more than you need to get it together like sometimes we are. Um, Sometimes we have so many different emotions, and like it's really cool that we can show that in our podcast. Yeah, that's like we go through so much. We're like awkward and weird and funny and yeah. uh, sometimes sad and sometimes happy. We have this whole range, and so I hope that like that's shown in this podcast. Yeah, and I, I hope that other people see that through our podcast. Yeah, and I just feel like uh, there's always in, in comedy and entertainment, there's always like. Well, where are the black women? Where are the funny gay people? And it's like, you're not looking. Like, yep. They're yep. everywhere. They're everywhere. choosing not we're to here. see us. Yep. And I think with this platform, it's like, hello, like, you're going to see people like Naomi Akaparigan, who's a writer on oh, Broad City. So like, funny. you're going to see Michelle yeah. Buteau, who's, like, been doing stand-up for so long and has an album out. She's, like, really funny. Like, you're just going to see very distinct and diverse voices that, like, people aren't paying attention to for no other reason than that they're lazy. Yeah. And so I think it, like, hopefully will motivate them to be, like, oh, yeah, maybe I should, like, look outside of, like, my narrow viewpoint of the world and, you know, put other people in shows. And, just like, do the thing. Just yeah. do the thing. The only yeah. thing you have to do when you're, I think, casting and looking for people, like, comedians and writers, is, like, just do it. Yeah, just look. It's, like, not, it's not that hard. It's not like, hard. We're all in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got angry at the end. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, yes. Hi. Hi. Wait, what's your name? Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, Hi. From Minnesota. Hi. So you have the um, Laureate blog, which yes. is like awesome ones with Daria fans. Oh, thank so you. So that's sort of a two-part question. First, um, in addition to Daria, what other? <laughs> <laughs> ready? In addition to Daria, what other sort of like seminal texts do you think that are really influencing either your life or your stand-up or your blog? Mm-hmm. In addition to that. In addition to Dub Queens, are there other texts that you can recommend that people go out and check out so that there's, you know, less white supremacy in comedy? Oh. You mean more woke? Yeah. More <laughs> woke. Um, so who's, like, influencing besides, like, Daria? I, uh, I don't know. There's, like, so many we people. Love, like, Shonda, you love. I love Shonda Rhyme. She's, like, mm-hmm. my, my hero. I love Mindy Kaling. I think she's yeah. great. Like, I really love... Like '90s TV was a great time for yes. people of color, mm-hmm. and like Living Single, Living Single Moesha, Martin, and Living Color, like all of that stuff, where like you saw just people of color being seen as people, and not like, oh man, like we're a slave again, and like this is like the only story you can tell. Like Martin was just like, oh man, we're a slave again. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, how did this happen again? <laughs> But you know, just you just see like these yeah. characters where it's like Libby Single, like they were just literally just, like ladies. They were yeah. in New York who like they just wanted like hot dudes. Like that was like the whole show. And timeless. It's so timeless. I, yeah. I feel like we kind of like lost that and like the only way you can represent like people of color in a story now is if they go through like some huge, like dramatic like story. And it's like that's not our Jess and I aren't like overcoming like like not being allowed to like drink out of the same water fountain. Like that's not our story. Oh that, yeah, yeah. That's like not what we're <laughs> dealing with right now. And so I feel like those shows that represent like a different kind of blackness uh, are things that I like. And then who do I look to in the future? Mm-hmm. Or 
Oh my god, they might not have been born yet. Maybe like your babies. Yeah, maybe <laughs> my babies. My babies are gonna <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Babies. My Michael Fassbender babies are gonna fucking <laughs> crush it. <laughs> I'm so scared of those babies. Why? It's gonna be it's so too beautiful. Intense. I it's know. too intense. It's too much. Like Michael Fassbender and you. It's gonna be like it's a lot of fun. everyone else. Just stop like having kids. You're too sexy. <laughs> You're also too sexy. Right. 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 But that's my that's my future. I'm crying for you. Yeah. Um, I'm Naomi. Sorry, I'm Daily Dot. Um, so it sounds like you guys had such a clear vision of like patterns and things that you recognized happening already when you put together the show, and you talked about like everybody telling their own story. I'm curious, did anything surprise you as you've been working on this, or like was there something you weren't expecting that you just found in history? Yeah. Did anything surprise us? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's, we're so down for anything and hearing any kind of story. I feel like I always surprise you with sex stuff. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but outside that... Well, the fact that you've never... We, we, my parents might read. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> there are some things I have never done, but there are some things you never done. So we're both. My parents may read it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think we're just always, we're just always like pleasantly. We're just like, oh, this is like a different world. Like we had like Mateo Lane on, and he's really funny. And he was talking about he he's a, a gay comedian. He's talking about when he goes in for these auditions, they want him to play like hetero or whatever. And how he has to like throw his voice, and just just things like that, where I'm like, oh, I never thought about that experience. And so hearing that, I was like, oh yeah, that's so cool. But I don't know if you've been like surprised by anything, but just been like, oh, this is great. Uh, I've also been a little surprised at the feedback we got and how much people love our podcast, like how much people return to our podcast, like yeah. our audience. I yeah. feel like we have a loyal fan base, and a lot of times we'll see sort of the same people coming back to our shows, and we do our show two times a month. Yeah. Um, so I have been a little surprised at how people come to see every show. Yeah. So that's good. So it feels like uh, like you're hanging out with friends in a way. Yeah. It's just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. I saw you last time. What's going on with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, so thanks again for being here. But I'm Candice King with uh, NBCBLK. Um, and so I'm just curious, like, what is the story behind uh, the title of the podcast? I mean, obviously it's ranging a lot of different things, but... And you could have called it a number of different things, so how did you guys nail down this title? Two dope queens. Um, it didn't take us that long. It took us, <laughs> yeah. We thought it was going to take a long time, but it maybe took us half a day. Yeah. And if so, that. So it was originally called Gloria, and then when we started working together a lot, it really felt like our baby, and so we just wanted to name it something different. And we just were shooting each other texts back and forth. Yep. And then we just landed on two dope. Because she, when we first met, she used to always call me queen. She's like, hi, queen, as like a, a greeting. And I just really liked that. So I was like, queen has to be in the title somehow. And then there's like two of us, and we're both dope. Like, it just was like process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of like how we can Yeah. Yeah. There's two of us, too. Like, yeah, it's like crazy. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was honestly how we came up with the name. And yeah, it sticks. It fits. Yeah. Person that we have on our show. Yeah. We like I think we do a really good job of booking 
like the best comedians that we love. Yeah, we have uh, Parna Nacherla on, who's like so one of my favorite comedians working in New York right now. She's so funny and weird and quirky yeah. and just like damn delightful. Yeah, she's great. Um, Naomi Ekberg,an like can't say enough. And Janine Garofalo, who is Nori. just Nori oh. Davis, who uh, he's he is so I've known him for like many years. We went to college together. And he has a, a trans brother, and so he talks about that on stage, yeah, and like it's, it's just really the funny. funniest, like most brilliant, heartfelt. It's like, so good, yeah. and I'm like, there needs to be more comedy like this out there. So we're just mm-hmm. excited that it feels like every person we have on the show has a, a story to tell that hasn't really been told in that specific way. So I feel, I, you're right, we're excited about everyone. It's great. Yeah, um, it's like a really strong part of our podcast and varieties. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. Hi, I'm from the Root, and hello, beautiful. Um, my question is for young Black women who are interested both in stand-up and writing. What's your advice to them? Ooh. Do you want to start? I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I can speak to what I learned most doing the Daily Show, and. Um, now that I'm in my, I got the job in college, moved from there uh, here, um, and then started the show within two weeks or something. And so I was younger, I was like a young lady, and I didn't really know sort of what my bit or character was on the show. And um, it kind of freaked me out because I felt very overwhelmed with how, how difficult it was in the day to day to be a young black woman. There's a lot um, that you have to deal with, I feel like, when you are a minority. Um, so much so that it can feel just very overwhelming. And so I learned while doing the, while doing the show that the things that bother me and the things that in my day-to-day affect me is where good art and good material comes from. And um, it sort of just comes with the process of living. So I would say as like a young girl or a young woman or person of color, it's to embrace that sort of messiness that comes with being who you are and just sort of leaning into it and just writing and not filtering yourself, I think. Because that's, that's honestly, that story is very important and needs to be heard. And even if you find yourself like the higher you get up, the more white people you're going to see. But um, the more that that happens, still be yourself because that story is so unique and so specific to you and it's like, needs to be heard. And that I think applies to like comedy, writing, painting, singing, any sort of art form, I think. Um, that's, my, that's my advice. Yeah. Um, I would say stand up and writing, because right now I'm working on a book uh, called You Can't Touch My Hair. And, uh, <laughs> And I, will, I just will say that it's, it's, it's a really difficult process in a lot of ways. And like stand-up a lot of times has felt kind of like lonely in certain aspects just because I'm like the only one on a particular show. And what I, I like to say is like make sure you have like a support system of people that you can like text and be like, so this weird thing happened. I'm not crazy, right? Nope. And then Jess is like, no, that was like messed up or that was racist or that was sexist or whatever. And so I think having that that foundation that will keep you from feeling crazy and also will confirm that your voice is valid and that your concerns are real yep. and that what you're doing is also considered art 
um, as opposed to like this other thing over there that's not like the mainstream. Um, so that would be my advice, is just like always believe in yourself and just know that what you're doing is just as important. It's valid. As everyone else. Yeah. Um, and just write where you want to write. I mean, my blog is literally, like, I would sometimes just write a blog post about, like, Solange Mole's hair. You know, like, it's important, and it's also, <laughs> but it's also, like, things that, like, I'm into that other people are into, too. And it, I think we can get caught up in, like, oh, well, it's not, like, what Louis C.K. would do or something. It's like, yeah, because he's not a 31-year-old black woman. You know, so we're not going to have the same point of view. And so I think if you just have faith that what you're, you're, you're writing about and what you're saying on stage is worthy of being heard, I think you'll be okay. It's hard to, like, get that message into your head because you worry so much. And, you know, I've been told, like, sometimes I'm, like, too black or too female or whatever. You just have to be, like, whatever, dude. I'm just the right amount. Be the most you. Yeah. Be the most you. Yeah. All you can do. Hello again. <laughs> what about when it came to working together? Because you guys are really good friends, but now there's more of a business aspect to it, just a little bit. And now that you guys are really taking this on as a serious role, so what was it like transitioning from friends to coworkers and then to business partners? So to it's speak? like a relationship. Yeah, it is. And we all those three things happened at once. Yeah. Mm. Um, like when we started working together, we just really just organically became friends. And sometimes we have to like slow it down and be like, oh, also, like, how are you today? Yeah. Like, do you want to go like watch Magic Mike extra large? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, I do. It's one of the greatest um, movies of all time. Ever made. It's what a great it should have won an Oscar. Female vehicle. For, right. Feminist vehicle. It's so feminist. <laughs> yeah, it's, great. Um, it's great. It's great. Yeah. We. It's like it really is just like a relationship. Like. um trying to work together and make a baby and have a baby and doing like conflict resolution while still respecting the other person while also trying to still be really good friends it's it's like kind of a balancing act but i think that as long as like with a relationship two people are working towards you know making sure that everything is running correctly then it's it works yeah and like giving each other space and you know what i mean like not to always be up each other's you know but buttholes, buttholes. <laughs> uh, and just allow each other to like live our own individual lives. Mm-hmm. I feel like living our own lives like helps inform our partnership that much more. So yeah. 